Do you feel like you're always putting the needs of others before your own? Today we're talking about how to love yourself on this episode of Coffee with Tea. So please stick around and enjoy the show. And welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler. And I'm excited because we're going to be talking about how to learn and love yourself. So we're going to welcome our guest, Miss Kimberly Logan, to the show. Welcome, my dear. Hello. <laughs> I, I always love talking about topics that can then um, empower us and stuff like that. So, you know, before we really dive down deep into this conversation, I want to welcome you to the show, first of all. Thank welcome you. for sharing your story. And I'm going to turn the mic over to you and tell a little bit about who you are and maybe how you've been dealing with the whole, this whole pandemic as we reopen and, and everything like that. And then we can dive into the conversation. So please tell us who you are and what you, what you, what, how you're dealing I'm Kimberly Logan. I am here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Natty, Natty. Um, <laughs> I've lived here all my life. And the pandemic, uh, <laughs> pandemic, it's been, it's been a, a, it's actually, I'm trying to look at the silver lining of it. Um, I know a lot of people have been impacted and, um, you know, through death or sickness or what have you. Um, my family was even impacted um, with COVID. Um, however, I look at it also as a blessing that is strange as that might sound. I look at it as a blessing because um, God showed who he was and showed who he is. Who else can actually put the entire planet on timeout? Go go to your naughty seat and go sit down. And it's not just one situation where one, you know, city, one state, one country, he literally put the entire planet on timeout and said, remember who I am. Um, and so during my timeout, um, I had to go through withdrawals because <laughs> usually when spring hits, anybody that knows me knows Kim shuts down in the winter a little for the most part. I'm a homebody. I catch up on Netflix, catch up on a lot of stuff, reading or what have you. But then when spring hits, I go, bye-bye, people, bye-bye. And me and Delta Airlines have a wonderful love affair. So I usually have my trips planned for the entire year by the time January 1st hits. And I'm gone. You know, I'm not one that does not use vacation time. I use my vacation time. And so um, I went through withdrawals. And I'm a big concert junkie as well. So I couldn't go to concerts. I couldn't travel. I couldn't go anywhere. And uh, so God let me know. He says, well, instead of trying to find happiness, you need to find joy. So that was my focus for the past year, finding joy and rediscovering other things that make me um, happy and that brings me contentment. Right, right. You know, and I love how you talk about the difference between happiness and joy. And, you know, we, we can always dive down into that but you know I always like to try to break it down for the listeners who who don't Mm -hmm. different you know don't understand what you're talking about so can you please briefly tell us what the difference for you is between happiness and joy happiness is circumstantial so there are things that make you happy there are things that make you sad 
um, you, you know, I can, if my happiness is, is dependent on um, me just, okay, well, I can't go, I can't go on vacation and I can't spend time with my family and, you know, we're all on Zoom. I can't hang out with my friend. That can make you sad. That can really make you sad. Joy is something you have despite anything that's happening. So joy helps you to look beyond your current circumstance and gives you something to hold on to. For me, it's like it's like a, a form of hope. So, yeah, you know, say, for example, someone's pregnant. You know, some people are, you know, oh, I'm pregnant and I'm having a baby and it's going to be great. So you're happy you're pregnant, but your speed is swollen, your back is hurt. Somebody's invading your body. They're tap dancing on your bladder. You know, um, you you can barely move. I have a niece that just actually just gave birth to her second son and she was so cute pregnant. But every time I told her, you're you're so cute pregnant, she would just just look at me like, yeah, say that. And so, but what gets her beyond that is knowing that Lord willing, I'll give birth to a, a, a new baby, which she had a new son. And so the joy you have is I'm about to be another mom again. I'm about to have another blessing again. And so joy is looking beyond your current circumstances that may not be making you happy. So you have joy. Something it's like that tight rope, that rope that you hold on to to kind of pull you through. Right. Right. <laughs> Thank you for explaining. Cause you know, I don't want to assume everybody knows. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you and I have met, we've networked um, and you give me some good uh, juicy nuggets to think about. So that's why I said, we, we, I think this was a time for us to have you on a show because like I said, you, you shared a little bit of the journey. So before we really dive down to your juicy gems, which I hope you share, um, tell a little bit about your, your journey story to how you, you, you're at to, you know, finding love for yourself. How was your journey for you to, to, to uh, discover it for yourself. Every decade has been something new. <laughs> you know, in your 20s is like, oh, I'm a I'm a fresh new adult and you're learning what I like, what I don't like and and all those different um those different um standards and those different um things that your parents instilled in you and that was instilled in you in church, you, that, that's your litmus test. I, I consider the 20s the litmus test and the testing ground for, okay, we keep that, we throw that out, that works, no, that don't work well. Grandmama was right on that one and mama was right on that one, so we'll keep all of that. Your 30s, you're kind of stretching out, but then when I, by the end of my 30s and beginning of my 40s, the friendships that I had, you know, the first few decades of my life, because I was changing and starting to redefine who I really am, some of those friendships got reprioritized because you need to surround yourself with people who are trying to go the same direction you're going. And some people might be going the same direction you're going, but they might be moving at a slower pace. Some people that you love dearly, they might be stuck. And there are some people who are stuck and you will try to help them and they you can help them and they let you help them. And But then there are other people who are stuck and they're like, well, since I'm stuck and I don't really want to get out this quicksand hole, I, I want you to sit here with me. And it's like, well, I'm throwing you sticks. I'm throwing you ropes. I'm, I'm trying to help you get out the quicksand. And they're like, 
no, now I just got out and I'm not trying to get back in with you. So you have to make the decision, although I love you, I love me more and I need to keep going or else we're going to die together. And I'm, and I'm not on that. So, um, so in my forties, I started really rediscovering me and finding out what I really like. And so I started delving into crafting and make my own greeting cards. I do nature photography and, and all that good stuff. And a couple of my friends were like, well, let's go do this. I'm like, I don't want to keep going to the, going to the restaurants and eating and talking about how unhappy we are. I'd rather go and try to find out what makes me happy. So I started traveling by myself and started doing things by myself. And they're like, who are you going with? Me, myself, and I. <laughs> you know, so in my in my 30s, I started the tradition of going out of town every year on my birthday. In my 40s, I started the tradition of taking one solo trip a year. I'm not married. So, you know, usually I, I always end up traveling with my friends. Um, but when you travel with people, you have to, um, especially if you're sharing a room, you have to negotiate, you know, the temperature of the room and Who's going to sleep in the in the in the in the direction of the air current? The curtains open or close, which was a huge, huge debate. Something so simple as having the curtains open or close, you you ready to choke somebody? I'm the person that likes to lay in bed and look at the moonlight, and I like the sun to pour in in the morning. Oh, and bathe in it. Unfortunately, I have some friends and siblings who are vampires. They want the room pitch black. And I'm going, okay, you know what? I love you, but now I want my own room. I don't want to share a room with you. And a couple of people were like, what do you mean you don't want to share a room with me? No, I'm not sharing a room with you because I love you and I want you to continue to love me. And I don't want to wake up at two o'clock in the morning and try to smother you. So no, you have your own room. You can make it as black as you want. And I'm going to have my own room and I'm going to have the curtains wide open. So when the sun pours in, I can bathe in it like a cat. So right. everybody's happy. <laughs> you know, you know what you're you're sharing. It sounds like you had a like um when you as you, get, you were going to go more continue the the journey as you're going. But it sounds like as you were going along, you started to really dive down into who who Kim is yeah. and how. Yeah. So th- I'm sounding like it's been a pivotal a pivotal journey. I mean, so you know yeah. what your boundaries are, and that's yeah. really the foundation to learning your, to love yourself, right? Yes, it is. You have to know what your boundaries are. Be mindful of who stresses you out and what stresses you out. Um, and, and it's the who and the what. On your job, it, you know, and, and as a, you know, professionally, I'm a project manager by trade. So I've been in project management and program management. I've been a director. You're dealing with people. And, and if you're dealing with projects, you know, every project has its issue. It has its problem children. It has its drama. It's like its own soap opera. And your employer, they they will stress you out and they don't care about it. Um, so if you don't have work-life balance yourself, because they're not going to do it for you, they will. you will work yourself into an early grave. I've seen people and coworkers have heart attacks. And emergency surgery because they have ulcers and people, you know, popping pills. And, and I'm going, and when was the last time you've taken a day off? I can't take off. I can't take off because if I take off, all this work is going to be here and it's going to pile up. Ugh. I was like, you do know that the work is not going anywhere. 
And if right. something happens to you, God forbid you drop dead, they're going to scoot your body against the wall, wait for somebody to come get it and put another warm body in your chair. I, you are a social security number to them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you, you're speaking a lot of things. I think a lot of people don't maybe, or maybe they're starting to realize, you know, because this whole pause break with the, the pandemic. So this is where I, where I like to, um, and remind everybody, if you're picking up what Kimberly is dropping, you those juicy, juicy gems, please give us a thumbs up. Let us know that you're enjoying it. Maybe follow up with a comment below. And we're going to dive into how did she really get to this journey of learning to love yourself? So we're going to dive down into how, how did this really come about for you? You know, there's a scripture in the Bible, love your neighbor as yourself. And that implies you have to love yourself before you love your neighbor. And I'm going... So how do I love myself so I can love somebody else better? And that implies how you treat yourself is how you treat other people. And there are so many people out there who mistreat people intentionally or unintentionally, Um, sometimes out of ignorance, sometimes out of spite. And so I had to learn, you know, what really truly makes me happy? What brings me joy? Um, and one of the key things that I had to learn was um, as much, I, I'm one of the people that folks always say, oh, you're such a good listener. And, and, you know, Kim is so discreet. And, and, um, you know, I, they always want to come to me for advice. The first few decades of my life, I cherished that. I'm like, oh, I'm the advice queen. This is great. And then I hit my forties and I said, I am so tired of hearing about people's stuff. And it literally, I was more worried about people's stuff than they were. And um, it literally, literally made me sick to the point I ended up in urgent care. And um, and when I got back home, I made a list. I did a brain dump and wrote down everything that was on my mind, whether it was work-related, family-related, you know, relationships, friendships, anything. I need to take out the trash. I need to go to the grocery, everything. And then I made two lists. One side of the list, things that I have direct control over. The other side of the list, things I have no direct control over. What was my stuff versus what was somebody else's stuff? 85% of the list was everybody else's junk. (laughs) I said, well, wait a minute. I only have 15. 15, I'm giving 85% of my brain and my emotions to other people. And they didn't have a sense of urgency for, for most of the stuff on the list themselves. And I said, starting today, everybody has to put their big girl or big boy panties on and be grown up because I'm not trying to wear my drawers and your drawers too. Not going to happen. So <laughs> I, I came up with this thing of when you see certain people coming, you hear a dump truck coming. It's like you hear a truck. Do you know when a truck is coming down the street? Cause it sounds different. And I'll hear a truck coming. And then all of a sudden I'll look out the living room window and you hear beep, 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 beep. And I'm going, who's backing their truck up on my front lawn? There are some people who will come with their dump truck, back their truck up, uh, truck up on your front lawn and dump all their, all their mess on you and then drive away and do nothing about their mess. And then it's your mess. And it's like, no, 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 no. So when I start hearing trucks outside my window and I hear those backing up beep, beeping noise, I'm like, no, 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 you, you need to go. No, no, make a U-turn. Go on, go on. You on, let on live here. You need to go on somewhere. 
take that mess somewhere else. I'm not doing it, you know? Right. And it doesn't mean you don't help people, but you have to be very choosy about who you help, how you help them, and be comfortable with saying no. And we as women, we have a guilt complex about saying no. We have to get over that because people don't have a guilt complex about dumping on you. We need to stop having a guilt complex about saying no. And one of my really close friends, I was venting to her one day and she said, why are you explaining yourself to people? You're a grown woman. No is a complete sentence. Stop explaining yourself, trying to make peace with people. Just say no. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, Okay. You know what? That's right. So now I've gotten better, much better. at saying, no, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not available. You know, I wouldn't mind helping you, but I'm not available. I can't accommodate you right now. And one, this older sister at church, she's like an adopted mommy. She said, what you do is you, you smile when you say it. I would so love to accommodate you right now, but I, I'm sorry I'm unavailable. <laughs> yeah. You, you like I said, I I love what you share about you know setting boundaries and stuff like that. And we're it's amazing how fast I always say this. It's amazing how fast twenty minutes can fly by. We're down to the four minutes, so I just want to, you know, I want to emphasize or make sure I get a the key message. If there's nothing that anybody else takes away from this interview today, what's the one thing you want to leave them with today? Protect your mind, protect your body, protect your spirit. Your mind in your emotions with boundaries, watch your gas tank. If somebody comes to you and you know they are a full tank person and you're near the end of your week and you only got a quarter of a tank to get you get yourself through the week emotionally, tell them no, because otherwise they're going to take your quarter of a tank. And then guess what? They're going to they're going to go find somebody else with some gas and then you stuck on the side of the road and you're 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 just done. Make a plan to see how you're going to de-stress. Protect your body, you know, work-life balance, plan your off days. Rest is crucial for repairing your body. Use the right fuel, eat the right things, get some exercise, get some sleep, get rest, rest and sleep. Rest just because you slept doesn't mean you rested. <laughs> you, you, you know, you have to rest your brain and then protect your spirit. Meditation is fabulous. Um, devotional and Bible reading, you know, if, you, if you're a spiritual person, prayer, you know, pour your heart out to God. The Bible says, cast your burdens and cast your cares on him. Casting doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to put in a little cute bag. I'm going to place it here. Cast means I'm hurling it at you. God's like, I got a big catcher's mitt. Throw it at me. I got it. Um, he does. He never drops. He never goes whoopsies. You know, worship service, fellowship with people who of like-minded people. Um, building those relationships, you have to feed all aspects of yourself, your mind, your body, and your spirit, and set your set your boundaries with people because you have to treat people how to treat you. But and you teach teach them by how you treat yourself. If somebody if you say no and somebody keeps pushing, one thing that's helped me is so what I'm hearing is you're not respecting my no, and then people go. It's like, no, you're not respecting my no. I need you to respect my no. Thank you for respecting my no. And, and when you do it like that, they're like, oh, dang. Yes, it's, you're disrespecting. You asked me a question. I gave you an answer. You're not happy with it. I can't help that. You have to cope with that. But I need you to respect my no. I love it. I love it. Thank you. And, uh, you know, this is the part I always want to 
for those who want to connect with you, where can people find more information about you, your services, and what you do? Well, I am a new business owner of Fructify Consulting. Uh, right now, the best email to reach me is Logan underscore KD at MSN.com. Or you can reach me at Fructify, Fructify F-R-U-C-T-I-F-Y, Consulting, LLC, at Yahoo.com for any business consulting services. And Fructify means to bear fruit, to cause growth. And so what I do is I work with business owners to try to help them pull the weeds, those mental weeds that, that hinder their business productivity and personal productivity so their business can grow. I'm in the process of setting up a Facebook page and a website. So that should be up shortly. But if you actually want more information, Fructify Consulting, LLC at Yahoo.com. Or if you just want to reach out to me personally, Logan underscore KD at MSN.com. Thank you, Miss Kimberly. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And, you know, this is my unofficial question. Would you, you know, maybe consider coming back and diving more into a conversation and talk about oh, more about yes. boundaries and how we yes. do it? Yes, because I'm always willing to share what I learned because I'm still a student of myself as well. So as I learn, I'm more than willing to share. And, you know, I always love talking to you anyway, you know, because <laughs> I always say, I always say Tanya is the person that even on Zoom, her personality says, let me hug you. I'm going to hug you. And so I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate your virtual hugs and, and the words and nuggets that I get from you as well. Because, you know, how people always say there's an app for that. When you're talking to Tanya, she says, there's a book for that. <laughs> She's like a walking library. <laughs> well, thank you, Miss Kimberly. Like I said, I, it's a pleasure to always talk to you. I always enjoy yeah. our conversations. You always yeah. leave me with something to think about. So again, thank you so much. You're welcome. And I want to also say thank you to those who tuned in. Please remember, feedback is always welcome. Links that Kimberly mentioned will be posted down in the description box. So please check out those gems down below. If you enjoyed everything today that she shared in today's show, you picked up some of the juicy nuggets, please, again, hit that like button. And, and, and remember, please feel free to leave us a comment. Tell us how we're doing. Again, if you enjoyed Ms. Kimberly's uh, uh, interview, what she shared with us and you want to continue to get other great insights from other great guests that we have on, please consider hitting that like that subscribe button over there. And remember, take things in stride, go with the flow and create your own path. And again, thank you for watching and we'll see you back here on another episode of Coffee with Tea. All right. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. This is Tanya again, popping in to say thank you for listening to today's show. Coffee with Tea interviews are always free. And if you're enjoying the wisdom and insights that are being shared, please stay and grow with us and show your financial support. You can buy us coffee or become a monthly supporter. Links are posted in the description box. And again, I wanted to personally say thank you for tuning in.